0: calling the Magic castle, Amber. Mm. Yeah. Sure do. $38 mm. Okay, I warned you, one drip and you're out. Oh, come
1: on! Out now. It's gonna melt outside. It's melting
0: inside, too. But, Bobby... Out. <sighs> Thank you very much.
1: A lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. <laughs> Could you give us some change, please? The doctor said we have asthma and we gotta eat ice cream yeah. right away.
0: Here you go. <laughs> hey, Lee. got a situation here. Open up. It's only the second week of the summer and there's already been a dead fish in the pool.
1: We're trying to get it back alive.
0: Water blooms thrown at tourists.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah,
0: Mom, you're a disgrace. New job? Yeah. If you're working, who's looking after Moni? You're not my father. I don't want to be your you father. You can't treat me like this.
1: You don't think everybody knows what's up, Haley? Everybody. She's about to cry. I can always tell when we're we about to cry. We're just
0: talking. They gotta figure something out. Mm. Mm.
1: See, I took you on a safari.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, to this should have won an Oscar—a podcast where we talk about films that get this should have won Oscars. Connor McPartland, alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland, say hi to the people. Aiden, hello. Today we will be talking about the Florida Project released on October 4th, 2017. The Florida Project had a budget of two million dollars, made 11 million at the box office. It was written by Sean Baker and Chris Burgock, directed by Sean Baker. Aiden. Why should this film have won an Oscar?
1: I don't have much to say other than it just seems like everything about this movie is like top tier, you know like the acting is absolutely incredible. The writing is just great, and the directing is like very minimal but so beautiful. Like I love the feeling of this movie. I feel like I'm at it. Feels like a feels like I'm at Disney World, but it's a little bit more darker than that. And I, I think that that is like like the tone of the movie is one of the reasons why I love it because it's, it's innocent. It's kind of cute, but also it's kind of
0: sad. It's also pretty sad. I think out of all of the movies we've talked about so far in this podcast this is the one where it's actually a travesty it it is it kind of
1: sucks it simultaneously makes sense to me because it's a very indie movie but it should have gotten nominated it really should have
0: it should have and we'll get into the oscars in a second let's talk about uh sean baker first though really interesting director really interesting director many people first heard of him from tangerine yeah which is a movie he shot entirely on his iPhone mm-hmm. on the streets of Los Angeles, and then he makes this movie and masterful directing. Absolutely, the shots in this are just so beautiful. Um, not any, not any quote unquote athletic filmmaking no. going on in this movie. But just it's, enough.
1: Just en- this movie doesn't require any athletic filmmaking.
0: Right. It just, just
1: needs like really pretty shots.
0: Really simple shots making uh, a motel in orlando seem uh beautiful and trashy yeah. at the same time
1: which is kind of like how he views every character in right. this movie
0: and then the writing yeah. which is i mean the movie essentially takes place from the point of view of uh what do you think seven, she is? Year eight, seven eight year old yeah. girl um and it's, ju- it's just incredible. It's just
1: brilliant. It's really brilliant, the, the screenplay, because everything that the children say are things that I think actual children would say, you know? And that just actually kind of brings it to, like, the acting in this movie.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the acting, because Brooklyn Prince, I think... I mean, this movie came out in 2017, so to say that this was the best kid performance people had seen since Jacob Tremblay in Room, which came out two years earlier, doesn't sound that impressive when you see the two-year gap between them. But
1: It really is. It's 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 so
0: great. a star-making performance in a lot of ways. And I haven't seen her show on Apple, Home Before Dark. I can't imagine that it's anything like this. Um, Bria Vantanayi, who plays her mom, In the movie, yeah, also really great. She's
1: really great. She's going for it too, but it's like it's so realistic.
0: The mod, the representation of kind of the modern mom, yeah, in a lot of ways, the struggling mom. I mean, she's early twenties, probably Mm -hmm. early to mid twenties, and she's living in a motel in Orlando. I mean, she doesn't have a job. They go out and they essentially
1: scam people, yeah, to get money.
0: They buy discount candles and then go. Hang out at high-end hotels and convince them that they're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, uh, really expensive candles, and they try to try to scam them. And then Willem Dafoe, who is the who the biggest, is, who
1: is kind of like the reason I think why this made eleven million at the box office. A list
0: star to come out of this movie, even though his name isn't on the poster. His name's not on the poster. Which all for what the marketing weird move. campaign for this movie, um, pretty essential part to the movie. Absolutely. He plays the guy managing the motel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you can tell that he really cares yeah. for this mom and daughter, but that he also he knows
1: that they're going through like a really yeah. tough time.
0: But also, has he to knows his that job. he has a job. Yeah. He has a job to do.
1: So it's to balance that. It's really, it's really realistic and kind of gripping to I, see him talk to her. In that scene where he's like, you gotta watch out for these kids. Like, mm-hmm. you're babysitting this. I um, love that scene. I really love that scene because it's a great acting from just everybody. And, like, you've realized he cares about them, but he has to do his job. And it, it, it oh, it's so good.
0: It's any scene with him and Brooklyn Prince, or any of the kids, really, yeah. is just uh, some of the best scenes in the movie.
1: Yeah, like near the end where he's trying to explain to her what's happening when, like the, that, social when the social services comes sp- over like that killed me like yeah. the way he's trying to explain it to her but he doesn't want to give her every detail about it it just uh, uh, yeah. shredded my heart
0: um so let's talk about the oscars from that year so it only gets one oscar nomination willem dafoe gets nominated for supporting actor which is more than what we've talked about so far with exactly every movie. yeah um but well deserved really well deserved He uh, is alongside Woody Harrelson for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for all the money in the world, and Sam Rockwell for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Sam Rockwell ends up winning three years later. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm conflicted because Sam Rockwell is great in three billboards. I'm not denying that. He's really good in it. But I don't think that that performance like stuck with me. Willem Dafoe's performance like really stuck with me.
0: Sam Rockwell is doing the more athletic acting in that. Like yeah. he's, he's acting drunk in it. Yeah. he He's definitely giving the more out there performance and Willem Dafoe's performance is, is really so subtle, subtle. So subtle. Albeit, yeah, he's not except doing for anything. The fight that he has with, with the mom mm-hmm. towards yeah. the end of the movie. That's really the only time that he is doing out there acting. I'm, really surprised that he even got nominated
1: that was surprising to me after i watched the movie i was like wow it was great but that doesn't seem like a performance that the oscars would care about
0: right i mean it, it was really surprising to me in the moment i i mean it, it's a great group of actors and performances really it's well really respected tough.
1: actors in this yeah
0: right i mean richard jenkins is great in the shape mm-hmm. of water but yeah i think looking back it should have been defoe
1: and also, Willem Dafoe like should have an Oscar at this point. Let's be honest; right. he deserves an Oscar.
0: But this wasn't going to be. I I'm not surprised now that this wasn't going to be the one that he was going to win for. Mm-hmm. He's got to wait till he. I mean, I guess everyone thought it was going to be the the White House, or like a another Vincent Van Gogh role that he needs uh, to do. Yeah, another role like that where he plays somebody real and he physically alters himself in some way, whether mm-hmm. that be gaining weight, losing weight. You know, that's just the reality of it. The Best Picture nominees that year. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three of the Outside Ebbing, Missouri. The Shape of Water wins. And uh, this movie, Darkest Hour, isn't even close to in the same league as this movie. Not,
1: it's like ridiculous how far away they are. Because Darkest Hour is like... Just a whatever, you know? It's a whatever movie, but Florida Project is like... If you... Oh, it, it's so different, you know? I'm, re- I'm really great at describing I things know. right now.
0: Well, it, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's just... darkest Hour is a... I don't know... I wouldn't call it a bad movie, but it's just an ant movie.
1: It's a and movie that you watch and you're like,
0: okay. It feels like a movie that you would only watch because it gets award buzz around it. Because yeah. Gary oh, Oldman yeah. Yeah. was declared early on that he was going to win the Oscar, that this was going to be his, his, um, what do you call it? Redemption Oscar Redemption, or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's a travesty. We should also mention tough, tough uh, movie year. Absolutely. Because yeah. you also have I, Tanya, which doesn't get nominated. It's so and good. I think you and I both thought that it was going to get nominated.
1: I, I, I'm still to this day shocked that it didn't get nominated because it got nominated for two acting Oscars. Right. And one, one.
0: And, and, I mean, it gets it gets Best Comedy at the Golden Globes and mm. it gets, like, all these other uh, awards as a film. It, it's not surprising that the Florida Project didn't win. Yeah. Now, if this is, is expanded to 10, which the Academy has never really explained to us why it was never 10, would this have been that one indie movie that gets nominated every year? Or you could I mean, Maybe.
1: I don't think so, because I think that was Lady Bird. I know. I, I was think was that Lady Bird say. was that one indie movie that they were like, we're going to throw it in here, make it a little bit more... Expanded in terms of movies, but Florida Project, I think, is at least the eleventh. You know, I right. do think that I Tanya, at least in the eyes of the Academy, is the tenth one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would probably agree with that. Um, both those movies will probably do on this podcast at some oh, point because yeah. Lady Bird also went over for whatever, best director that year. Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Jordan Peele, Get Out, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro wins. Was that the most solid like directing category of like the decade? Because th- It might be. Think so. I think.
1: I mean, you got because I because everyone in that is like right. such a incredible director, mm-hmm. and all of their movies are incredible.
0: Right. Yeah. I. I would definitely agree with that. I think looking back, it's kind of. Maybe upsetting that Guillermo del Toro won, if only because it's like the of course, you know what I it's mean. A, it's
1: a directing movie, right? That's yeah. kind of like what Shape of Water was. It was a experiment, in and some
0: I ways. I love the Shape of Water. Yeah, it's a I really love it. But it it was just like uh, yeah, it it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I like mean, from the
1: first shot where it's going through water and everything's floating, I was like, oh yeah, right. Give him the Oscar right now.
0: And it's great that Gerwig and Peel got nominated. That was an because we didn't think in the moment yeah, that they were getting nominated. I, I was like,
1: oh, they're going be, they're gonna be dumb.
0: It's like so weird that Three Billboards gets as much as it gets, and Martin McDonough doesn't get that as was surprising nomination. To me in
1: the moment. The fa- after, especially after watching the movie, I was like, man, Three Billboards was a really well directed movie, right? Um, but another well directed movie, The Florida Project.
0: Yes, yeah. So I mean, if Sean Baker's in here, you get. I mean, who? Christopher Nolan, you think, should be taken out, you think?
1: Ooh. See, that's tough. That's really yeah. tough because every one of these movies, like, several shots just speak out in my mind. Like, all of these movies I remember for their directing. And I th- do think that maybe Christopher Nolan might be the weakest one out of them. But I feel weird taking him out because that was his first nomination and he did an incredible job.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it might be the only recognition he might ever get in his career, yeah, the first probably. nomination he gets from the Academy. I just think it would be really cool if you had Baker and Gerwig, because mm-hmm. now I think, I don't think Sean Baker, as of right now, is ever going to get the budget that Greta Gerwig is going to get for her movies in the future. Certainly no. But, but I don't
1: think he wants that. I think that if you give him like $10 million to make a period piece movie, I don't think he'll really know what to do. He's much better with, small budget movies
0: and yeah i mean i don't think greta gerwig necessarily wants it either but i think it's yeah. just that she's had two really successful movies um I, I just think it would have been really cool but you're right it, it, it's just a tough year it's such a really
1: great year for the oscars
0: um supporting actress just for uh bria vaniti the supporting actress nominees that year mary j blige mudbound Al- Hold off on it. Just give a second. Yeah, okay. Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water, Allison Janney won for I, Tanya. Um In the moment, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound was a huge WTF nomination. Yeah, It,
1: it still doesn't make any sense to me.
0: We watched the movie. I did. I and did. I was waiting for an I was an waiting for
1: something to make me be like, oh, that's why she got nominated and I, there was never that moment i don't Not know necessarily that an actor should have that moment but i was just like i've never heard of this movie before I, like it's there has to be a moment
0: but there wasn't anything like exactly. there wasn't even any like this was a run of a mill performance she was getting blown away by carrie mulligan and jason Park on the screen
1: I was watching carrie mulligan and i was like so she got a nomination but she didn't. Right. She's doing so much in
0: that movie. Like she's destroying her and the the many scenes that the yeah. two share together. Um, and it didn't make any sense. And of course, you have um, gosh, what's her name, Betty Gabriel for mm-hmm. um, Get Out that also yeah. didn't get nominated. So you before that you was can, so.
1: Th- I mean, like in one hand, I understand she's barely in the movie, but like on the other hand, they gave Alan Arkin an Oscar.
0: Right. I so. I mean, I think there's a world in which you could take out Mary J. Blige and then Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, which I feel like was just a, this is a well-respected uh, yeah. British theater actress, and she's never gotten an Oscar nomination before. So, I mean, she's good in Phantom Thread, but it's like, it's a, it's a time. No music. one like
1: is talking about her performance, you know?
0: Everybody was Daniel Day-Lewis in that something. movie, yeah. and Paul Thomas Anderson. So there's a, I mean, you can take them both out, put in uh, Betty Gabriel. Yeah. And Bria Verita so. for, for Flora Project. Yeah, they're both really good. And then here's a, just another one that I wanted to talk about, even though I don't think... I mean, the best actress race was, for this Oscars yeah. was just... That was... Incredible. Ooh. Oh, man. Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, Meryl Streep, The Post. Some of the yeah.
1: best actors living today.
0: And... On the best actor side, you also had um, was it? it was Oldman, Oldman, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet Chaluuya, um, Daniel Day-Lewis, Lewis. and Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And in both those categories, you had half the well-established actors, and then half the new generation, yeah. right? That was going to be mm-hmm. taking over yeah. Uh, uh, cinema. Yeah, this is tough to put in Brooklyn Prince. I think you could. I mean, you could argue take out Meryl Streep for the post. I would. I would say, yeah, take her out. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else who was serious, who was like talked about seriously being snubbed in the Best Actress category.
1: Brooklyn Princess is so good in the movie. She's
0: so believable. Like, do you think there's been like a change within the Academy about giving kids? Oscar nominations. I think so because I think everybody thought Jacob Tremblay was like a lock to get a Best Actor nomination for Room, mm-hmm. and then was shocked when he didn't. Yeah, I mean, what was the last performance with Anna Paquin? Piano? I don't know. I wasn't Abigail Breslin nominated for. Little oh yeah, Sunshine? she was. Yeah. she was.
1: But that was yeah, back in 2005.
0: I, yeah. that was 15 years ago. Still, I mean, that's.
1: Um, yeah, that's 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 tough to say. That's tough to say. I just
0: wonder if they if they, I don't know, just.
1: I hope it's not like a Jim Carrey situation where they don't take them seriously as actors.
0: I don't. I don't. I, think I, it's I, don't, that. I, I don't think it's that. I, but th- I think I, it's <laughs> the worry of fame and getting famous that quickly and winning, winning an Oscar. At, how old was Anna Paquin? Eleven. Uh, winning an Oscar at eleven <laughs> can do to her, you. Not that her career has fallen off in any way. Um, I mean, True Blood is a lot different than The Piano, but that's yeah. a different story. So I just wonder if that's anything to do with it, but.
1: I would have, that would have been a really great moment though, don't you think? That would have been a really
0: incredible moment if Brooklyn Prince got it. Absolutely. It would have been crazy. It would have been awesome. Yeah. But of course, it's going to be Meryl Streep. 100 times out 100. Top three things
1: to win an Oscar for go method, play a famous person, be Meryl Streep. Those are the top
0: three. Wow. I wouldn't disagree with that. Any final thoughts on the Florida Project? I remember showing this to you, not thinking that you were going to like it. Yeah, I remember.
1: Yeah, I remember you said like afterwards, so you didn't like it, and I was like so overwhelmed by everything that I just saw that I couldn't answer you for a second. I mean, the ending is like the ending. uh, It the ending is so like perfect for that movie, like kind of a dream kind of thing. Because after thinking about it, I there's no way that they're in disney world you know it's like just a dream and imagination that these two children are having hoping to get away which is kind of like what the movie is Mm -hmm. so it's just
0: really beautiful in that way i completely agree um so that was uh this episode of this should have won an oscar on the next episode we will be talking about arrival on the next episode so uh be sure to tune into that thank you so much for listening goodbye goodbye